0: Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. All right, we're back here.
1: Investor Coaching Show. Okay, so... um. Would you trust AI to help you invest your money, manage your portfolios? Nearly 50% of adults in this one survey said that they were obtaining stock market guidance through this. Uh, Problem with this, of course, is that where you're getting your information. The idea, if you're trying to get which stock is going to do better than others, which area the market's going to do better than others... You're actually responding after information is already built into stocks. How do we know that is because of investor performance when they're managing a portfolio in that particular manner versus they're holding a market segment? You know, if you look at it, it's it's abysmal. It's most 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 of the time, the market does better than the investor trying to engage in that. So this whole thing that I was talking about just before the break was a it was a study. Uh, or, or a news segment, excuse me, done, where they were actually talking to these people that said, hey, we're going to start off this new investment firm and we're going to dis-market maker. We're going to make markets for stocks, but we will not allow computerized trading on our platform because computerized trading is horrible and it's awful for investors and mutual fund companies don't like it and all that stuff. So what happens is they come back and they say, This is what we're going to do. And because the news media is covering this, there's demand for what these people are doing. Well, I did a video and I'm talking about this, going, wait, 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 let me explain something here. Let's, And here's what they're talking about, is you have people front running, so to speak, and they're buying up stock before you can buy it. The computers are buying it before you can buy it, and they're marketing it up and selling it to you. And they're, they're taking you to the cleaners, is what they basically said in the news segment. And I said, let me explain it this way. So you got these different market makers. You know, you, market maker A, and let's just say market maker B, and this just ended at that. They're just two entities that hold an inventory in a particular stock. So you see a trade. The computer sees a trade. And that trade, let's say that market maker A holds eight shares of the stock, and that's all they hold is that. I'm going to make this ridiculously simple. (laughs) And then market maker B holds eight shares of that stock as well. So somebody comes in and buys up all of the inventory of A because Mm -hmm. they're the cheapest supplier of the stock. So what happens is somebody buys up the whole inventory. They got eight shares. The computer sees this thing and goes, whoa, let's buy up these inventory of stock. And then we'll mark it up and we'll sell it to this person that seems to be really hot on this stock and they really want to buy it. Mm-hmm. But what happens is the person buying only bought 10 shares. You know, So in my example. So they bought up all eight of A's shares that they had, and they bought only two of the eight that B had mm-hmm. in the inventory. So hence, what happens here is now you have the computer bought the other six shares, too. They bought all of it. They bought all those eight shares, mm-hmm. let's say, thinking that, that they were going to buy up all of that. And then they don't have a buyer for the other six shares in my example. So they get hosed. They basically don't have a buyer. They marked it up, but that wasn't the market price for the security. That higher price, it was only the price that that person was willing to pay if they bought all sixteen shares. So what happens is that you look at this and go, well, sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. The computers do. Yeah. And the example that that I used as well was there was a story about in. Upper Manhattan, where there was a, a buyer of shares and you have somebody that wants to buy shares. And what happened is that you have computers down in lower Manhattan near Wall Street and you would have people that would hollow out. And they So, so yeah. somebody up on, right, remember this? Oh, yeah. Up, up on Upper Manhattan, you have computers that buy those shares and somebody would actually hollow out a building in Midtown Manhattan so as to put computers Fraction, fraction, fraction of a second faster access to lower Manhattan. And because of the distance between Upper Manhattan and Lower Manhattan versus mid-Manhattan and lower Manhattan,
0: right. there was a there was a distant advantage. And this is like the speed of light that we're starting to try to jump in the middle of that stream. Right. I mean, this is not a a long lag that they're trying to capitalize on.
1: Right. So you're looking at an advantage that is minuscule. Right. Try to get a hold, try to get in front of that one. So, with a combination of all of this stuff that I've been talking about, well, I know it's complicated and it's arcane, but here's the deal: is that when you look at all of this, all of this has one thing in common. And that is that information about companies. We're just getting better and faster information about all these companies, which makes the ability to outpace the market and find mispricings even more difficult. So, hence the whole idea of having anything choose your stocks, you know, it might work for a short, short period of time. There may be mispricings, but as all of this becomes more common and more ubiquitous
0: you're not going to see those advantages well you mentioned this short period of time <laughs> this was one of the, this is one of the paragraphs that jumped out of me in that mm-hmm. article mm-hmm. is how did ChatGPT GPT actually perform in a mock-up portfolio yeah in an experiment that, uh, of the financial comparison uh, comparison platform finder.com whatever that is they yeah. built a portfolio of 38 stocks right? And in the eight-week period yeah, eight of this weeks. study- what, what an eternity that They is. had a 4.9% increase in the portfolio picked by ChatGPT. Right. The top 10 premier funds uh, actually declined by 0.8%. The S&P was up three. So the, the Magic 38 stocks beat the S&P by 1.9% in one study over an eight-week period.
1: Over a period of time- <laughs> <laughs> where AI happened to be all in the news. And it was probably well, because maybe that AI actually chose more AI companies. Yeah, it might
0: have picked NVIDIA or uh, something exactly, like that. Exactly. And so, you, yes. yeah, 37, it'd be interesting to see the study. 37 of the stocks could have lost money. Right. And one stock hit it out of the park, and so they made 3.9%. Mm-hmm. But when we look at you know getting the research to build an academically sound portfolio, we're looking at 64 years or more of data, sometimes mm-hmm. 90 years of data. Mm-hmm. And I just cracked up. Well, in this eight-week period, it beat by 1%. Wow, that's really something you want to hang your hat on going forward with your yeah, American dream. Big deal. And, and you know, you look at this, and we talk about the computer systems,
1: and it being a race to get computer yeah. systems nearer to lower Manhattan, right. in, in my example. There is going to be a race to have better AI, and all it will do is squeeze out those inefficiencies more and more. And that is the issue. You look at it, where do we see inefficiencies? Mostly, in, in any kind of market. Real estate. Well, because you have a huge trading issue. Right. You have big commissions on, on buys and sells, number one. And then you have location. Everything is unique. And then you don't have as many buyers. The problem with the stock market is each one of these companies, each share doesn't matter which share that you buy of, of uh, Apple, it's all going it's going to be the same company that you're getting. Right. So it has become kind of a commoditized trade in a, in a way. Whereas you know when you look for inefficiencies, and that's what you're looking for is inefficiencies, you just don't see it. So it's a big waste of time. Yeah,
0: and it gets to the behavioral side, and at least they address that in the article mm-hmm. it says the human instinct the gut reaction to a sudden news flash can a digital entity truly master this short answer is no but humans can't master it either Mm-mm. you have to just not engage in that behavior i think that's the appeal for this computer trading is okay i'll let the computer try to adjust to the news flash but the computer shouldn't do anything either a lot of times the right thing is to do nothing mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it's, it's it's a huge challenge. So anyway,
1: don't uh, don't let computers choose stocks for you. <laughs> it's uh not ready for prime. And and let me just make one last point before I go here because remember one of the things that we're looking for is we're looking for something that people will stick to. Remember, your behavior is going to be the biggest deal. Even if AI is actually driving the ship, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to stick with the program once it is set up. Yeah, you know, so that can be a big problem as well. And then what ends up happening is even, and and that's why I don't think that AI will necessarily pick portfolios that are well diversified, because a well diversified portfolio doesn't sell. If you look at you know, I, we've, we've talked about this before, but computerized trading and you look at robo-advisors and those types of things, and I use the example that the biggest robo-advisor portfolio out there would be the target date fund. And the reason that target date funds typically don't diversify well is because really well-diversified portfolios just aren't intuitively as appealing because they don't have the familiarity bias that investors crave and that they would stick with. We're more likely to stick with a portfolio that holds things that we're familiar with. And that's what the research bears out over and over again. So that it would be hard for me to see that where this would ever actually work because of human instincts and behavior. I think AI is gonna be great in a lot of different areas. I remember that Elon Musk actually started a robotic portfolio back in the late nineties and he abandoned it because of the reason I'm talking about. Hey folks, I want to tell you something I'm really excited about. My new book, Confident Financial Planning, is finally out. It's in paperback, hardcover, Kindle version, and I actually have an audiobook version of it. It talks about building your financial castle. I use that throughout the book, talking about your investments. Your financial plan it is kind of like a castle. You have your savings and your emergency funds. I talk about that. Debt, good debt, bad debt. Talk about special goal funds and how to set those things up and how to invest for those types of special things that you might want to do in the future. Types of retirement accounts, different types of taxation of investment accounts. Talk about real estate investing and pros and cons of that. How to project retirement assets and your moat. You know, that's how you protect your castle. It's the risk management aspect of a financial plan. You want to find out more about that? You go to paulwinkler.com. Forward slash book to get it, and uh, hope you enjoy.
0: So, uh, Evan, yeah, I thought I'd I, I thought I'd throw a little bit of pop culture into the into the show and use it as a stock picking example. Okay, uh, and why? Whether you're doing research, whether you're having AI do research, whether your broker is doing research, mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. why stock picking is just so incredibly challenging. And so uh, I'm going to use the story, the title of this particular article is How Modelo Dethroned Bud Light as America's Top Beer. Mm -hmm. And so for years, Bud Light was the top beer, and it had an enormous, you know, it had about uh, 10% of the entire beer market in the U.S., roughly, maybe 10 and a half or so. And then, of course, on the one-year anniversary with Dylan Mulvaney, uh, whatever, making it as a Trans person or whatever for a year. And this is not a political thing. This is about why you don't want to pick stocks. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Bud Light sales start to drop. You know, people take act, you know, take action. They're changing their preferences. Everybody says, know thy audience, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's that's right. That and so, you step. know, at, at this point in time, they've dropped to about seven percent. So there's still, you know, there's still significant sales in Bud Light, but the uh-huh. parent company, Anheuser Busch. Imbev in- is losing profit, you know, losing so profits. So seven percent of the market. Seven percent of the beer market. Okay. In the all US. right. All right. I, I had yeah. no clue. Okay. All right. And so what's replaced them is Modelo. Now the interesting thing, which is a, a Mexican Grupo Modelo, is a Mexican brewery back in the day, and Imbev. I don't even know. And, it, see, I don't know Anheuser Busch yeah. bought this Mexican oh, brewery. Okay. So there's a lot of people that are making the case, well, what difference does it make if Bud Light dropped in market share? Because Anheuser-Busch owns Modelo too, and so people are just getting snookered, right? And so here's the deal is in the United States years ago when all of this mergers took place, Mm -hmm. the antitrust (laughs) cobra raised its head Uh and they said – no, you guys are going to have too much share of the beer market. Uh huh. So Anheuser Busch does not own Modelo in the United States, and so this <laughs> preference is actually costing Anheuser Busch money. This yeah, yeah preference change to Modelo, they're losing market share and losing dollars. Now outside of the U.S., they do own it, right? But in the United States market, Modelo is owned by a company called Constellation Brands. And this is not an ad to go buy constellation brands either. No, 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 Because no. that, that change is already factored mm-hmm. into the yeah, price. They, they,
1: yeah, that they've gotten a competitive advantage is already factored yeah, into price. Exactly. Because everybody knows it.
0: Yeah. But all of this happened, you know, no computer was looking at, okay, are they gonna have a bad PR move on an ad campaign? Oh, are people even gonna react or are they not gonna care about the ad Such campaign? A good case. Yes, you know, yeah. just all of a sudden. They've lost billions of dollars of market value. Yeah, and the sad thing on some of this stuff is, it's the people that hold the stock that are actually paying the price. Anheuser Busch isn't really going to feel it too much because it's in the thrift savings plan. <laughs> it's in your four hundred one k. Right, you're the one that's right. getting penalized for all of this. But that's just why it is so incredibly, you know, impossible. To pick stocks it could have fundamentally looked great and boom one day totally changes the future of the company
1: and that's the idea it's just unknowable unpredictable information that drives the stock market and that is we have an exercise that we have it's called abject absurdity my favorite yeah and, it, <laughs> and the whole idea behind it is when somebody actually brings up a stock Really get to the gown and dirty of how much do you really, really know about that company. Even if it's a company that you work for, people don't know as much as they think that they do. And the reality of it is nobody can know all of the information that will actually drive the price of those shares. And hence the reason that individual stock picking is such a bad idea. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. If you want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one.